Come on, all across the house, can we give the Lord a worthy shout of praise? Come on, if you're thankful for his spirit, praise him like you're thankful. Come on, if you're grateful for his presence, worship him like you're grateful. Come on, let everything, everything, everything that had breath praise ye the Lord. Come on, you ought to clap your hands and lift up your voice. Something's in the house. I said, Jesus is in the house. The king is in the room. Lord, we love you, Jesus. God, we thank you, Jesus, for your power, your glory, your spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. If you know that the name of Jesus is a great name, somebody shout Jesus. Come on, do it again if you know he's a miracle worker. Do it one more time if you believe that he's a chain breaker. Amen. Clap your hands with faith in the room. Amen. Redeeming the time quickly, turning your attention to the book of Isaiah 55 and 10, and also bringing you to the book of Job, chapter 14 and verse number 7. And in your turn, and anybody thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost that's in the house right now, from the front to the back, from the platform to the pew, I feel the power of God moving in this room tonight, and we ought to be thanking God for His presence. Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. And we have freedom. We have freedom tonight to worship God uninhibitedly and unrestrained. Amen. It feels good to be a child of God. Somebody shout amen. 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 We are so glad that God's presence is here. And God is glad that you've made the effort on a Sunday night church service to show up and said, God, I want more of what heaven has to offer. Amen. Anybody came believing that a miracle can still happen. Come on, anybody still believe that God can answer an unanswered prayer? Amen. We have, we have, we have been in heavenly places this past week and such an honor to be here one more time. One of my favorite places with favorite people and we spent some time with the young people, my wife and I. We left our precious baby boy home because we wanted to engage with the young people and we had a wonderful time this week. All the young people shout amen. Amen. We had a tremendous time on the mountain. We met Jesus, and we know that Jesus is still with us. Amen. So you just get behind the young people. We're going to take charge tonight. Amen. Amen. I love my family, my wife here. Amen. I honor all the ministry, and we honor the Frost family and the Braffords more so for God working and using them in Bakersfield. You ought to give God a shout of praise and thanksgiving for your shepherd. Come on, let them know that you appreciate them. Come on, leading and guiding, and I want to go to heaven. I'm thankful somebody's willing to take me there. Come on, anybody thankful there's a shepherd that's going to lead us to still waters? Amen. Amen. We love the Bradford family. They have become family to my family. They have always treated us with the utmost of kindness, and we appreciate them tonight. And lastly, it has been some years, many years, that my good friend and my, my brother, Brother Jacob Phillips, Evangelist Phillips, we were, we were bad teenagers. We're still bad. We're just grown now. <laughs> and we, we have been friends for a long, long time, long time before we were either, either of, one of us were preachers. And we've talked about times that, that God would use us in this hour. We would fantasize about the opportunity to tag team preach. And man, I am so excited to be able to be in the same room with him tonight. 
I love him. Anybody's been blessed by the ministry of Brother Phillips? Come on, revival's in the house. Anybody thankful God sent a preacher? Come on, give God praise. Your family can be saved in this revival if you believe it. Come on, your children can come back home in this revival if you believe it. Come on, cancer can fall off of your body in this revival if you believe it. Oh, I wish I had some believers in the room. Come on, I said healing can still happen in this revival if you believe it. Amen. So I've not come to be a cog in the wheel of revival, but I've come to help press a button. Just give me an air, air, air tag. There we go. Tag, I'm in. Amen. I'm, I'm ready to preach tonight. Isaiah 55 and 10, when you have it, shout ready. Amen. Isaiah 55 and 10 declares, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and return it not thither, but it water it. Somebody shout water. But it water it the earth and make it, it bring forth and bud. Somebody shout bud. It watereth the earth and make it, it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And what, what Isaiah is trying to tell us, what he's trying to illustrate is as the rain comes down and snow leaves heaven, it cannot go back upward. And he's using this to give us an analogy of God's word. He said, so shall my word be. Anybody thankful for the word of God that can still speak into our lives? He said, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not. Somebody shout, it shall not. Come on, say it with an attitude. It shall not. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. And lastly, Job 14 and 7. Anybody need some hope in the room? Come on, anybody believe that God can strengthen your spirit? God can help your mind tonight. Amen. The power of faith is in the house. And Job was at a point in his life where he needed faith and he needed strength and he needed hope. And Job said, for there is hope. Somebody shout hope. For there is hope of a tree that if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And that the tender branch thereof will not cease. He said, though the root thereof wax old in the earth. And the stock thereof die in the ground. He said, yet through the scent of water. Somebody shout water. Yet through the scent of water, it will bud. Shout bud. And bring forth boughs like a plant. I don't know if you feel what I feel in this room, but there is a charge of faith. And there is a charge of anointing. The power of God is in this house. I've come to help somebody in this room leave with faith in your spirit and hope in your bones and let you know that God is still in control of everything that's going on in your life. Anybody believe that? Come on, anybody believe that no matter how dark it is, no matter how rough it is, no matter how tough it's been, I just come to tell you that God is still in control. Oh, I feel something stirring right now. I said God is still in control. Oh. And because God is in control, I've come to declare a word on this Sunday night and tell you that despite what every voice of doubt and unbelief would tell you, I just come to remind you and let someone in the room know that God, somebody say God, has the final say. Oh, I wish you would say it like you believe it. I said God has the final say. I just come to tell you the devil's still a liar and God can't tell a lie if he tried. 
Oh, I feel something stirring right now. Come on, every promise that you still believe in God for, I want you to throw up your hands and say, God, I still believe. Come on, every prayer that you're still holding on to, I want you to put faith in your pocket and say, God, I believe a miracle can happen right now. I believe that the impossible can show up in the house of God in the name of Jesus. Oh, I wish you would clap your hands like you believe it. Come on, anybody over here believe it? I still got faith. Come on, I might not have seen it yet, but God is still working. Come on, anybody right here said, God, you're still working. God, you're still working. God. Hey, you want to high five your neighbor said, God has the final say. Amen. One more time, clap your hands as you're being seated in the house. If you believe it, I feel faith stirring in the room right now. Amen. God has the final say. If you believe that, shout amen. Amen. God has the final say. There's something that's flowing in this room right now. Anybody feel what I feel? There's something that's flowing in this room right now. And as we're singing and shouting and dancing there, there is the growing and the stretching of faith. I believe that this revival can be your revival. I believe that I, I, I believe it. I just want to know, do you believe that this revival can be your revival? You said, preacher, you're not, you're not the one preaching. The, revi the revival, can I tell you, it's not about the preacher. It's about God's word. Oh, I wish I had some help in the room. It's not about the man. It's about the man that is the man above the man. There's a word that flows out of the mouth of God and his word shall not return back void. Well, I feel like I got some help in the room. And I, I've come to remind you and give you strength in the spirit of God because there are times in our world that we get caught in the complex of situations. We get caught in the time frame from which we pray a prayer. Anybody ever prayed some prayers before? The time frame from which you pray a prayer to the time frame in which that prayer is answered. There's a whole lot that goes on in between. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I thank God for his confirmation Brother Holden got up here and said, you've got to get to the point that you realize that even though you have not seen your miracle yet, know that God is still a miracle worker. That fact does not change. That God is still in control. He's still working on your behalf. And God has the final say. And there are times that we need strength. Somebody say strength. There are times that we need hope. And Job found himself in that place needing a reminder, needing some strength, needing some hope in a hopeless situation. And I've come to tell you that there's something you've got to understand about the nature of God. He said, if you think about the rain, if you think about the snow, he said, if you look up toward the heavens, thank God that God can still hear your prayer from the heavens. When you look up to heaven, he said, God's word, God's word is like the rain that comes down from the heavens. It's like the snow that falls. And when it comes down to the earth, it begins to operate and does exactly what God accomplished for it to do. He said, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. I want to tell you a story that makes me think about Job in a different light because Job was in a dark place. Anybody ever been in that room before? 
Job was in a dark place. Job was in a time where he was praying prayers and he's looking up constantly saying, God, when are you going to change my situation? God, when are you going to move? God, when are you going to do something? Because I'm praying, I'm praying, and I'm praying again and nothing is still happening. Anybody can say amen to that. Job, Job, somehow, I don't know if it was because he understood nature or if he found a tree that exemplified this, but Job said that there is hope of a tree that if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And Job found hope in a situation and reminded me of a story of a young teenage boy by the name of Trenton, Trenton, 13 years old. He and his friends decided that they were going to have some fun riding ATVs and four-wheelers and so they went down they went down to a dusty gravel road and they hitched a trailer to the back of an ATV and us country boys we know that sounds like fun somebody shout fun but fun fun soon turned tragic as Trenton this 13 year old young man was sitting on the back of the trailer that was attached to the ATV and as they ride, they're riding down curves and ravines and the gravel and the rocks are kicking beneath the tires of that four-wheeler. All of a sudden, a sharp turn caused the trailer to come quickly detached from the ATV. The ATV kept going. The trailer went in another direction, throwing Trenton some several feet away from that road. And Trenton, he fell, toppled in over end down that ravine end over end down to the bottom and the worst matter the worst thing that can happen next was that the trailer soon found the same trail the same path and found his way following right behind Trenton as Trenton made his way to the bottom Trenton found himself wedged under the underneath, underneath the weight and the pressure of that trailer and if falling upon him was not bad enough it fell and found itself wedged right on top of Trenton's head as gruesome as that sound, it was as gruesome as it looked as his brain suffered several contusions, his, his skull fractured in several places, his spinal cord had been affected, his lungs punctured, and with a moment, without a moment's notice, he blacked out under the weight of that trailer, and his teenage friends were horrified at the sight. They pulled him from beneath the weight of the trailer, called the emergency medical professionals, and rushed him quickly to the hospital. As they got him to the hospital room, they begin to assess his state, begin to evaluate the stability of his organs, his breathing, his blood level, his oxygen level. And they realize for the frost that Trent was not going to make it. Anybody ever felt like you weren't going to make it? He felt like they felt like he wasn't going to make it. And without moments notice, a few moments later, Trenton flatlined and he died right there on the hospital bed. Somebody shout dead. Trent was dead, Trent was dead, and they, they soon rushed into the room, began to resuscitate him, began to try to revive him, and miraculously, miraculously, they were able to bring him back to life. As miraculous as that is, this happened not one time. This happened not twice, this happened not three times, but Trenton died a total of four times, somebody say four times, a total of four times on that hospital bed, they were, they were able to bring a dead young man back to life. But the situation, now as miraculous as it was, the doctors became concerned 
They look at a state that was weakening by the moment and they realize that as they were making effort to bring him back, that his situation was becoming more and more hopeless. Somebody shout hopeless. It was becoming more and more bleak, more and more hopeless. And they said, if we don't do something, this situation, this situation is not going to end well. And so, and so they decided that they were going to have a conversation. And so they, they called in Trenton's mother and they said, ma'am, we want to have a conversation with you. They said, we are doing everything we can to save your boy. We're doing everything to help this situation. Anybody need some help tonight? I'm going somewhere. We're doing everything to help your situation. But there's not much hope left. There's not much hope left in this situation. But we've, we've come to have a conversation with you. They said, there is hope. Somebody shout hope. They said, there is hope, but hope is not for your boy. No mother wants to hear that. She said, well, what are you talking about? She said, there are five young children that are of his age that are needing an organ transplant. And your boy, right now, his organs, even in his comatose state, even, even on a breathing machine, they are in salvageable condition. That if we were to pull the plug and take him off of life support, we can harvest his organs and there will be hope not for your boy, but there will be hope for five other children that need a transplant. Now, I just want to ask any mother in the room, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that the situation for your child has become hopeless. And so this mother is hearing this. She said, are you sure? Are you sure that that's the only option I have left? And so she looks at the contract, the permission slip that they've given her, asking her to give consent permission for her child that's in a coma to take him off of life support and to donate his organs. She looked at that paper. She looked back at the doctors, and with tears streaming down her face, she prayed her final prayer, and she signed her name on the dotted line, giving the doctors permission to take Trenton off of life support. I know what you're thinking tonight, preacher, why would you tell me that story? I told you that story because I've come to remind you that God has the final say. Well, I wish I had some help in the room right now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say it again until you get it in your spirit. I don't care what the devil's told you. I tell you, God's voice is the only voice that matters. Uh, and his voice and his word and his spirit, uh, it can't. Woo, I pray somebody get hope in your spirit tonight. Because what they didn't know, Brother Pertell, is the next day that they went into that, that, that room where Trenton was. Uh, and the doctors began to evaluate his state, his condition. Uh, one final time, they began to prepare the machines, Brother Brock. They began to tune the annals. They began to make note on his chart. Yes, his condition uh, is still hopeless. Yes, he's still, he's still in the brain dead state. Yes, uh, the situation is still hopeless. But God has the final say. And as the doctor was preparing the machine, they went in and he made, he made a motion toward the machine. But as he went to the machine, he looked to his left and Trenton that was on that hospital bed, he thought that he caught a glimmer of movement out of the corner of his eyes. And he looked over, he looked over Sister Bafford and there was a scour that came over the face of Trenton like he was feeling pain for the first time in a long time. Not sure what he seen. He looked again. He got a little bit closer to the bed and he got close to Trenton. And all of a sudden, Trenton's eyelashes started flickering. 
But I hope somebody's feeling what I'm feeling right now. He looked a little bit closer. He ripped the covers back uh, and he looked down and Trenton's fingers were moving. Woo. In disbelief and saying, I, I didn't think there was a chance. I didn't think there was any hope. I didn't think that anything could come out of a dead situation. He ripped the covers all the way back and Trenton's toes are moving. And several moments later, his eyes pop wide open on that hospital bed because even when a mama gives up on her babies and the doctors don't know what they're talking about, I serve a God that in your darkest situations, in your broke times, in your weariness, in the times when you don't see anything happening, I just come to tell somebody on a Sunday night that God has the final say. Oh, I wish somebody would throw up your voice and said, God, I don't care how rough it's been. I'm holding on to a prayer and I won't stop until your word speaks. Oh, I come to tell somebody in the room, your prayers that are hung up between heaven and earth. I just come to tell you there's a God that's already spoke a word into your life. And I come to tell you, he can not lie. I'll tell somebody, I don't care what doubt, what unbelief, what fear, despair, decadence and depression has crept into your mind. I'll come to tell you that if God has spoken it, you just wait on it. If God has said it, you just believe it. If God has... I feel a charge of faith right now. I just come to tell you, do you still believe they can come back home? Do you still believe they can be saved? Do you still believe you can be healed? Oh my God, help me right now. I just come to tell somebody that you've got to understand the nature of the spirit of God that once it leaves his mouth once it's declared from his voice it's nothing that even God can do to take back his word I wish somebody would hear me right now. By the time that God said, let there be, nothing had to come out of something. And it was a something that came out of his mouth. When God said, let there be light, light couldn't be held back in the darkness. Because when God says it, it happens. When God says, I will, you better put your money in the bank and say, it's going to happen. It's got to happen. I believe it's going to. Somebody shall hope. You got to get to the point that you got to get to a place where the adversary that's speaking to you, that the enemy that's talking to you, that you can't let the devil's voice drown out the only voice that has ever mattered. I'm going to say it again because some of you believe in the other voice. I just want to tell you every time that you put your nose in the carpet and you said, God, you've got to move. When you feel something in your spirit and you said, I just believe it. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. But I just believe that my baby is going to come back walking through that double door. And you got to hold on to faith until you see it. You've got to hold on to faith and... 
Somebody shall hope. You got to hold on to faith until you see it. And I, I just want to talk to you. Be seated for a second. I just want to talk to you because it's that, it's that type of understanding that God can bring life in a dead situation. That God can speak life where that thought that it had you bound. You've got to understand that the creator, the emanator, the originator of life. Oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The originator of life is the only one, the creator, the one true and living God that can speak life when death was inevitable. Oh, I wanted to throw something where Brother Holden said uh, when God spoke, uh, when Jesus God manifested in the flesh, uh, said Lazarus, uh, come forth. Uh, you've got to understand the power uh, of his word. Uh, how he said, let the dead uh, come forth. Uh, everybody in the grave uh, would have been walking out of their bounds, uh, walking out of their wounds, uh, walking out of their wraps, uh, walking out of the grave. And so Jesus had to say Lazarus. Somebody shout Lazarus. Jesus had to declare, I understand that I'm speaking to you. The promise that God gave me, Brother Frost, it's not your promise. The promise that God gave you, it's not my promise. You've got to get to the point that you put a name on the promise and you claim it as yours. Put a name on the healing and claim it as yours. I was... Because if you don't get to the point that you claim it for yourself, you're going to stay in what looks like a hopeless situation. But God sent me here on a Sunday night, and I'm almost done preaching. How you like that? God sent me here on a Sunday night to speak hope into your bones. To speak life into your dead situation. The prayers that you thought God forgot about. The miracle that you thought God would never make happen. The, the raise that you thought you would never get. The family that you thought would never be saved. I'm here to testify. I've seen God work too many times for you to tell me that he can't speak life when death is radiating and over your situation. I come to tell you if God said you shall live, you shall I, I just want to know if there's anybody in the room that you came to this house and you need just a little bit of hope to believe your situation can change this week. See that? See that? I, 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 I should see more hands in the room, but the adversary has convinced us it hasn't happened yet. And if it hasn't happened yet, maybe it won't happen at all. But that voice that you're listening to, it doesn't count. I, I think that if Job had listened to the voice of his friends long enough, if Job had listened to his wife long enough, if Job had listened to the adversary long enough, Job would have never made it out of his situation. But with boils in his body, infirmity in his bones, sickness in his life, he lost everything he had. But Job remembered one thing, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. God's been faithful. God's never lied. God's always good. And God has the final say. Oh, I wish somebody would dance in your seat and said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. God's never forgot about me. He's never forgot about you, Brother Devon. He knows where we are, and he has the final. 
Oh, you ought to take 10 seconds and praise him and say, God, I'm holding on one more Sunday. I'm holding on one more prayer meeting. Oh, you ought to clap your hands. I feel hope stirring. Come on, clap like you really believe it. Because sometimes, somebody say sometimes, sometimes you get to the lowest of load, Brother McAllister, and we get to the house of God, and you said, God, if you can just give me a word. God, if you can just speak something that I can hold on to, if you can just let a word leave your lips that I can grab a hold on to, I know that it cannot come back void. And I can see Job in that kind of situation. I believe that Job was, was in one of the darkest trials of humanity uh, and he walked through it without the Holy Ghost. So don't tell me you can't make it. Uh, you've got the power of the living God on the inside of you. Uh, I just come to tell you, you can make it uh, because God knows what he's talking about uh, and he can't lie uh, and his word can't come back. Uh, you just got to believe it. You just got to believe it. You just got to believe it. When you need hope, somebody shout hope. When you need hope, somebody shout hope. When you need hope, you don't care where it comes from. Well, I wish I had somebody say it, amen. When you need a confirmation, when you need a word to get in your spirit, uh, this is your word if you can grab it. Uh, when you need hope, you don't care where it comes from. I've just been times I've been praying, I've been, I've been driving, I've been talking to God, and I see a billboard that was not intended for me to get a confirmation. I said, there it is, right there. I wish I had somebody know what I'm talking about in the house. You can see a dog chasing a cat, and you say, oh, that's a confirmation right there. Well, I wish I wasn't the only one. Huh? When you need hope, somebody shall hope. You don't care where you get it from. The lights can go out in the building. You can say, God, oh, I see, I see you working. Well, I feel my help in the house right now. And Job found himself, and I don't know if Job, I don't know if Job was taking a stroll in the garden with a limp in his step. I don't know if he was taking a walk in the woods with pain in his body, but Job said, I realize that there's hope in my situation because I, I understand that I saw a phenomenon in nature that I didn't think was possible. Job said, for there is hope of a tree that if a tree has been cut down, if the stock falls over and there's a stump there, it looks dead. It's been dead for so long. He said, the roots thereof have waxed old in the earth and the stock thereof it dieth in the ground he said but I saw something he said I saw something that got some strength all up in my spirit he said I saw something that made me have faith in my dark situations he said that tree that had been dead that stump that's been lying there it looked like it was over it looked like it was finished but I realized that when water gets involved when the changing of the atmosphere begins to shift when the 
Oh, I wish I wish you were talking back to me right now. He said there is hope of a tree that all it needs is a little bit of watering. All it needs is a little bit of help. All you need is a little bit of faith. All you need is a little bit of prayer. All you need. He said with the scent of water, the same water uh, that comes down from the clouds when the clouds uh, can't hold back the rain any longer. Uh, it leaves the heavens, Brother Bradford. Uh, it begins to saturate the ground. Uh, and what Job was trying to tell us, uh, that with the proper atmosphere, uh, with the proper reintroduction of nutrients, uh, dead trees, uh, I said dead trees, uh, can still live again. I, I know exactly where I am, and I, I figured you would question my preaching right now. But just so happened, God sent you a scientist slash preacher. And bi biology can't help but let you understand uh, that even a dead tree, when the stump, uh, when the stump is lying there on the ground, uh, with the proper reintroduction of reintroduction of water uh, and nutrients, it begins to penetrate that stump. Uh, it begins to work its way into the ground, uh, and something is recharged uh, in that stump. Uh, and that stump can't stay dead uh, when it starts to get watered uh, and saturated uh, by an outside force. Uh, can I tell you? You got to get to the point uh, that you stop letting your prayers die in the ground and let the seeds shrivel up in the soil but you gotta water the prayers and tell y'all ain't hearing what I'm telling I figured you with me sure yes so I brought some Google back up just to help you I want you to put that first picture on the board there's something that happens in nature that when that stump has been cut that tree has been bruised you've went through pain after pain Failure after failure, heartache after heartache, unanswered prayer after unanswered prayer. And you walk past that prayer that you put on your prayer list one time. You said, God, I'm still believing it, but it hasn't happened yet. You walk past that stump one time and nothing has happened yet. But I'm telling you, if you start watering that stump as you pass, Ooh, I feel something sweeping right now. If you keep putting some faith on the altar as you pass, a little water will go a long way. And all of a sudden, something happens in that ground. And the seeds have to crack. And the stump has to move. And all of a sudden, that thing that was dead, a dead tree can bring forth life. Said, well, preacher, that, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that tree was dead. Maybe it looks like it's just a little, de little deformed. Maybe I don't think that tree was really dead. Well, maybe the next picture will help you. Whew. Out of that dead stump, God can do something that looks impossible. Who I wish somebody would believe it right now. I feel it moving in the house. Out of what you thought was over, God said it ain't over yet. Out of what you thought was done, God said it ain't done until I say D-O-N-E. It ain't finished and said it. It ain't finished until God says it is finished. 
I wish you would shout for joy right now. You ought to dance around that stump and make the devil a liar and say, God, it's not a man that he shall lie. If he said it, I'm going to run it all until he does it. If he said it, I'm going to dance until he does it. I wish there was somebody else that was willing to dance on the devil's head and said, I see a stop, but it won't stay dead for long. I see a stop, but it won't stay dead for long. I see something dead, but it won't be dead for long. Come on, I feel something stirring. I feel something moving. I feel I got some seeds that haven't opened up yet. I've got some seeds that haven't moved yet. Come on, you ought to worship God. I feel something in the house. Come on, worship him a little louder like you believe. I see a sprout. I see a bud. I see the water working. I see. Woo, I feel something right now. I wish somebody would let some faith stir up in your spirit. If you pray for a miracle, I want you to know that dead things, dead things, dead things can live. Give it to me. Oh yeah, I, I feel it. Can I tell you? Woo! I just want to tell you, it ain't nothing I can do to stir you. It's nothing I can do to move you. But it's the word of God that you got to grab a hold of and say, amen, God. Let it be so. Let it be so. I believe your word is true. I believe your voice is finite. I believe your God is able. Somebody needs to water the stump right now. That's it, Brother Bryson. Somebody ought to water that dead stump right now. It said, God, make it bring forth and bud. Make it sprout up again. I see green coming through the dead. I see life coming to the old. Water with your voice, water with your tears, water with your dance, water with your praise, water with your faith. That's it. Come on, throw up your hands right now all across the house. Come on, lift up your voice with your hands. As high as your hands are, get your voice up to meet it. On, the devil said it's over. The adversary says sign the contract. It's finished. It's not happening. It's hopeless. It's over with. But the devil is a liar. You ought to, I feel a miracle in the room right now. I feel an impossible, I feel an impossible seed about to break open. I 